Three, three, two, two, one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences past and present of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only, Asher, Asher Chua. Hey, I mean... You've been working hard. I, I see you've got the uh, the logo there in the back. You got a new look. You got your hair dyed. So this is my natural hair. Oh, it is. The last time you saw me, I had the, the blonde, right? Mm, okay. That was, it was not a good look. All okay. my life, I said that I wanted to get to like gray mm-hmm. and it was, I destroyed my hair mm. um, and it just wasn't me. So I'm back to like my normal, regular black hair, my natural <laughs> with all my grays showing through. Um, so so I feel definitely more myself nice. uh, again. And then so the agency is still going strong. I know that's what we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, what I think we're at right at a month now Um that I stepped out of my leadership role mm-hmm. um, with all of the carriers that we represented, you know, Aflac being our main focus um, and decided that I really wanted to take that time. And instead of trying to sell people on the dream of being, you know, six figure income earner in the insurance business, Mm -hmm. um, which isn't a business that's for everybody. I really wanted to spend that time just empowering them to find their purpose and, and live their passions. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely happy. I feel like I have more balance now, um, that I don't have all of the headaches that I had, um, recruiting and training, the revolving door of people that don't make it in this business because they don't have a why attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, the shut the butt up came out, I don't know, years ago. If you mm-hmm. look through my Instagram, it was like several years ago that I like put it out in the public for the first time and said, I'm going to write the book. Um, but I could never find the time to write the book. Um, so the other part of me stepping down and stepping out of those roles um, was to free up my time to write the book and, and make a difference and share my story and, you know, just help people live their, their, their own purposes. Nice. I guess I'm, I'm curious about, about the title. Why is it shut the butt up? <laughs> okay. So what is one thing that you struggle with? that you wanted to like change in your life or about yourself forever that you just haven't done it yet. Name one thing. One thing. Um, I guess that it's not a struggle as much now, but something that's like on and off is like self-confidence. All right. So, so if I tell you, you know, the reasons that you should have self-confidence and you respond with, but, right. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, so I started an empowered women's group mm-hmm. and the other night, um, they're all women business owners. Well, one of the business owners was, you know, complaining or venting her frustrations with her staff and 
about five of the other women in the group also own salons. She was Mm -hmm. a salon owner, Mm -hmm. um, but she's a newer salon owner. She's only had her salon for about two years and I can take credit for um, empowering her unintentionally um, to leave her job Mm -hmm. to pursue her passion. But she's having these struggles with these employees and the other four or five salon owners that have been doing this for decades was was trying to offer her solutions. Hmm. Um, and every solution they offered her, her response was, but this or but that. Um, and I'm like, okay, y'all, you cannot use the but in front of like the shut the butt up person. Um, <laughs> but but that's why, like, it's so easy for people to, to play victim. And, you know, my family is really like, toxic and you know it's you know all my siblings mm-hmm. are you know will find you know something they they struggle with whether it's drugs or alcohol or violence or whatever and it's like but it's dad's fault because that's who my dad was no you're making a conscious adult decision mm-hmm. um, to be that person you know I was raised in the same household I've never struggled with a drug addiction. I've never been an alcoholic. I mean, we have a fully stocked bar in our basement that unless company is over, we never even touch. Like, it's just not our thing. Mm. Um, You know, my parents struggled and, you know, it was it was a hard life. And I just wanted a better life for my for my own kids. So it's easy for people to blame and and stay complacent or stagnant or, you know, live this lesser than their potential lives because they can blame it on somebody else or they can make excuses. Well, that, I mean, saying the word, but anything that, that falls behind the word, but is just an excuse. It's like your own choice, your own self-limiting belief. Hmm. So it's, it's really time for people to shut the butt up, like stop (laughs) making excuses and shut the butt up. Um, And, and I, and people ask all the time, like, what does that mean? Like, where did it come from? Like, I don't even get it. And, you know, hopefully one day it'll be like Nike and just do it and everybody will get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't even, I don't think that people recognize how much they respond with, but I mean, just, you know, whatever solution is presented to them, they follow it up with a but because mm-hmm. they don't want to do it. That makes sense. The uh, <laughs> it's funny too because I I guess there there could be another word um, synonymous with but the way it's highlighted in red, <laughs> but <laughs> but so so when we were like redesigning and redesigning for the book cover and the merchandise, it was really you know we played with it looking a lot of different ways, capitalizing mm-hmm. the word but, underlining the word but. Um, that looked the cleanest mm-hmm. and, and it still highlights the word, but, mm-hmm. um, but soon enough, it will, I promise you, it will be trending. Yeah. And I mean, I, I like it. I like it because initially when I didn't see, but I just filled in the blank and I was like, Oh, it's telling me to, which essentially it could be saying, Hey, shut the F up. But it's like, Hey, shut the butt up because it's like, but is an argument for your limitations. And, your limitations aren't really going to help you right now. I mean, I, I, 
I believe that I could use every excuse for everything. Like I could, I could be the same as, you know, the generations above and around me. Um, but I just refused, mm-hmm. you know, I refused to make even, even being on video. I hate being on video. I don't like my voice on video. I don't like the angles on video. You know, I'm older. I'm almost 40. I got like this chin thing happening. I'm like, what the heck is that? Um, But I had to get over it. I know that for me to accomplish my goals with this business, the Boss Bay business, the empowerment coaching, the book, you know, the interviews and being on video is going to happen. Hmm. Like I'm confident in that. So I had to get over it. So I paid for a promo video the other day Mm -hmm. to force me because, you know, you, you put more, uh, you put more into things that you pay for. Right. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to take this video seriously if I pay for the video. It's different than me looking at my phone and, and talking to myself. It's hard for me to take that seriously. Mm -hmm. or not just stare at myself and look at all my flaws. Like I burnt my forehead a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And if I look at my phone camera, when I'm trying to like do this TikTok thing, all I can see is this burn on my forehead. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't want to do a TikTok today. Mm -hmm. I don't want to record video. (laughs) I don't even want my son to call me on FaceTime. Like, can we just talk about (laughs) Um, but But I had to get over that. And I think that that that's really one of the only things that I ever really make an excuse about. Mm-hmm. Now I will I will argue something to to justify my reasonings for somebody to like walk me th- like walk me past that. Like I struggle with an autoimmune disease mm-hmm. that I didn't know about for five and a half, almost six years that I thought I was dying every day. And I went to every doctor and I'm like, I should be living my best life. Instead. I just want to crawl in a hole. I struggle getting up and down the stairs. The pain in my joints is so bad. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing up every day for five years, like all these things. But I was determined because I knew that that wasn't me like in my core. And that wasn't like who I was. And I, I knew I needed to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. So it might have been easy for me to make excuses then. Like, I don't want to go out and do all the things that we've always done because I feel miserable. Um, but I'm going to work on resolving this. Like, I'm going to figure out what the problem is mm-hmm. so I can get past it and get better. So, that, I mean, that to me, that's a little bit different. But right. if it's, you know, I want to lose weight. Okay, well, are you drinking water? No. Why? Blah, blah, blah. You know, are you exercising? No. Why? But blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> when you really want to do it, you're not going to put the butt behind it. Right. Like, Unless- oh, okay, I need to drink water and I need to eat my vegetables and I need to work out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, that's the difference. So you just launched the book and you have the no, boss- the book. The book release is July 6th on my 40th birthday. Oh, nice. So, but, okay, okay. I, I think I must have seen it differently, but it was it was the, now I'm using but nonstop. Okay. I released the journal a couple months ago. Okay, that's what it was. So is, is the journal tied to the book? So the journal was practice on publishing. 
Okay. Uh, but there will be a journal that goes with the the book. Mm-hmm. So the book is like 111 rules, right? Mm-hmm. And you can kind of apply them to to whatever the your personal struggle is. But if there's a rule like shut the butt up, mm-hmm. like like the the journal will have the rule, the book will be the book, mm-hmm. but the journal will have the rule corresponding and a prompt to help you work through that area, whatever it is. So, you know, if it's one of the rules and I'm giving you some insight that I have been trying not to put out there, but let's (laughs) just say one of the rules is the critic doesn't count. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people. um, And I, and I struggle with this at a certain point in my life that I put so much emphasis on people that would criticize me and like their opinions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Their opinions don't matter. So, so people might think that there are people in my family that think that I'm holier than thou. No, it's, I work my ass off. I overcame the trauma that, that y'all raised me in. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I bust my ass to live this life. That's not holier than thou. That's just living a good life. Mm -hmm. Um, there are people that, you know, when you're just regular, they're like right there, but when you're winning, they, I mean, they just have something negative to say. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, if you spent that energy worrying about you, you would be a high multiple six figure earner also, Mm -hmm. but you're so invested in talking about me and what I'm doing. Um, that, that, that's energy that's preventing you from like living your best life. Right. So, I mean, there's just, and, and I think that, um, you know, all the rules might not resonate with every person, Mm -hmm. but I can almost guarantee that at least one rule will make a difference to somebody. Mm. Um, I mean, at least every person can resonate with at least one of the rules um, that could change their lives. Right. I read a book recently and, and to date, I say, because my book isn't released yet, um, it's probably the best book I ever read. I'm so hype about this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Glennon Doyle's Untamed. Mm-hmm. And I saw it. I It was like a Sunday and I was just feeling so all kinds of overwhelmed. And I, mm-hmm. I had even told my husband, hey, I just literally booked a hotel for us in the Outer Banks. Like we're leaving tomorrow. Um, completely out of the blue. So um, I'm on TikTok and I'm like, OK, I got a couple minutes and then I need to like prepare for us to leave tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And. Right before I was getting ready to close TikTok, there was a video and there was this girl reading an excerpt out of this book. And I was like, oh, my God, I need that book like right now. So I go on my Apple books and I buy the book and I'm telling him like, but I'm not going to read it until we're on our way back. I bought it on my iPad, but I'm going to unplug. But when we're on our way back, I need to start reading this book. I'm really excited about it. So her book was for one, it was confirmation to me that I definitely got to write this book that I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, like her format was kind of similar to the format of my book, mm-hmm. um, which also just was like confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But, you know, it was like a bunch of little lessons. Um, I don't know how many. It's not like she numbered them or or even. I mean, I think she like gave a caption to what that little lesson was going to be about. And if there was 70 lessons in her book, maybe five of them resonated with me. But those five were life changing. Like one of them. So I was telling you about my autoimmune disease Mm -hmm. and it was caused by a tick bite. So it's called alpha gal and it's completely changed my life. Like I have a severe mammal allergy. I mean, well, that's what alpha gal is. It's a severe mammal allergy, but it's to everything from foods to byproducts to cross contamination to fumes. Like we had show dogs that we had to get rid of. Um, So just like all these things, but it puts you kind of like in a, in a chronic inflammatory state. So Mm. I'm miserable like 90% of the time physically. Mm. Um, Somehow I overcome it and I keep going. But um, in this, in this one section, she was talking about Lyme disease. And I realized that when they had diagnosed me with the alpha gal, that that was the only tick borne disease that they tested me for. So then I had to start doing research on Lyme disease um, and realize that, you know, first of all, you're like almost guaranteed to have Lyme disease. Mm -hmm. And um, even if from that tick bite, from that same tick bite. So even if they do test you for it, majority of the time you get like false negatives and that um, that Lyme disease can like shut down all of your body's systems over time untreated. I mean, it could all the way to cause death, but it can cause some pretty serious um, permanent damages to all the different uh, systems in your body. Um, But if I had a read that one section, that one page in her book, um, I would have never realized, Hey, I really need to look into like, is it Lyme disease too? And I need to treat that. And I could quickly get more normalcy back in my life. Um, and there were other there were other areas and lessons that were in her book. I mean, I can't I can't relate to um, being married to a man going through a divorce and marrying a woman like a couple of her lessons were mm-hmm. about that. And I, I couldn't relate, but they were entertaining nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> but her book just was a game changer for me. Yeah. Um, and I'm grateful for that book. And I tell everybody, like, you got to read the book because I can promise you'll get one thing out of it. Right. Right. Um, and it would be worth it and you'll love the whole book. Um, but I, I feel like that's what my book is going to be. Um, so I'm really excited. I can't wait. Um, nice. I've wanted to write this book for a decade or more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've always wanted to write a book, but this specific book with these life lessons, you know, just I, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to change somebody's life. Nice. I like it. I, it's funny when when you mentioned the rules. I was I was curious. I was like, is there a reason you decided on the rules, or is it like rules mixed in with part autobiography? So the rules are, if I had, first of all, I'm like an eleven eleven. I I see eleven eleven every morning, every night. Never intentionally. It just somehow it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not going to write eleven hundred and eleven rules. <laughs> that wasn't realistic. Mm-hmm. So one day I just was like, okay, if I had to like dump the most important lessons 
what would they be? Mm-hmm. And I'm like just writing them and writing them and writing them and writing them. And I think by divine intervention or the universe or it ended up being 111. Yeah. It, I mean, to me, that was like, okay, this is definitely meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are things that really just make a difference. Yeah. You know, knowing that the critic doesn't count. I'm not, yeah. I'm trying not to put them all out there. Put them out um, there. Come but on. No, I'll, 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 I'll slow roll this. I think I'll put this one out in uh, say September. So by then people have like more incentive to go and like say, okay, like I, I need to know why the critic doesn't matter. So, so the, I mean, just, give me, give me three, give me three. Give you three. Yeah. Okay. Shut the butt up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one. Like a boss. Mm-hmm. No one cares. The critic doesn't count. Oh, get four. Um, yeah, that's all I'm gonna give you. Hey, that works. Smile. <laughs> Go outside. Drink the water. Mm, do I'm drink not- the water, not the Kool Aid, but the water. Hey, that is one of the rules. <laughs> but not the Kool Aid. I like that's that. So, and they kind of go in a. So once I wrote all the rules. Then I had to rewrite them on like index cards. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to put them kind of in an order to take them through a process, but it's not a process. You know, a lot of the books, it's like, you got to do all of these things. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and I was talking to my business coach. She was like, why don't you break it up into a series? And I'm like, because I know me. Mm -hmm. And if I broke this into a series, let's just say, each book was only 10 rules. Well, if I bought the first one and it only had 10 rules and I've already, I could check them all off. Like, like I've already done all these things Then I'm not going to buy the next set. So for me, it's, I'm going to give them all to you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you all the rules and I'm going to scratch the surface on all of them. You know, do the thing and do it scared. Like I'm going to scratch the surface on that. Mm -hmm. And then you have the opportunity to get a journal to go with it that's going to prompt you on digging deeper in that. Mm-hmm. And then if like you want to go deeper in that, there will be a course on that rule and going deeper and yep. overcoming that thing. If you want to do deeper and you want to talk about those things or all the things or any of the things, you can book me as your empowerment coach and you can talk to me every day, twice a week, once a month, like at like your need level. Um, so they'll have all these options to either skim the surface on things mm-hmm. um, or if they know it's something they really struggle with, go deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, and all the resources because people learn in different ways. Right. Like right. I'm a tangible physical learner. Like mm-hmm. I, I need me a book yeah. and I need a workbook and I need a journal. Like that's how, that's how I learn. Right. But some people learn through video. You know, I got short attention span when it comes to this. My husband, he can watch two or three hours of YouTube on a topic. Hmm. Me, I'll watch five TikToks and I got it. <laughs> we learn different. Right. I also can read an entire book in like a couple hours. 
it might take him a couple weeks. Like, so, I mean, I read really fast. You know, I can read paragraphs backwards really fast. Oh, wow. um, so it's just everybody learns different. So I figured give them all the tools so they can pick the tools that work best for them. Um, and then we did um, create some product is already available, like merchandise is already available on the different mm. roles. Trust the process. Choose your heart. Hey, I'm giving you more. <laughs> um, because if you think, if you look at what people wear, mm-hmm. um, especially when it's like graphic tees with quotes or things like that, that it's more for themselves and a reminder than to themselves than it is for anything else. Right. So if I bought a shirt that said, trust the process and I'm wearing a shirt that says, trust the process, it's because I need that affirmation, that daily reminder to trust the process. Right. If I'm having a day where I'm struggling trust the, to trust the process, chances are I'm going to wear the shirt that says trust the process. That's, you know, that's that how sense. minds work. So they'll have merchandise to go with the rules that they struggle with. Mm. Um, so, we're, I mean, I'm just so excited. I like, like it. A dream come true or come <laughs> true. It's funny. Um, I, I guess I, I wanted to ask you um what well when I think of your book and you mentioned Untamed that inspired you to write it recently. No, that didn't inspire me to write it. I was I was well through writing my book. I think it inspired me to keep going. Got you. That's it was right. like it was like a confirmation because that was That's just right. three That's weeks right. ago. Got you. Um, but it was definitely a what is that word I'm looking for? It was it was confirmation. Yeah, that I was I was definitely doing the right thing, and I needed to keep going. Gotcha. So, is with with the book? Is it um, is it part of Boss Babe the brand, or the is that a, a company of yours? So, Boss Babe is the is the company. Yeah. Um, Shut the butt up is a registered trademark hmm. that belongs to Boss Babe T Minor. Nice. And under the Boss Babe T Minor umbrella is, I mean, there's the empowerment coaching, mm-hmm. which is one-on-one empowerment coaching. Yeah. There's the merchandise that kind of corresponds with the rules. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the empowerment journal that's already available on Amazon. There's the Shut the Butt Up, the book, mm-hmm. and the corresponding prompt journal. Um, and the courses that will be coming when I get past all of this already, it's like launching these things, mm-hmm. learning how to promote, you know, I don't do social media. Like that's what I struggle with. Um, I built the agency on word of mouth mm-hmm. alone. So trying to learn how to build a business that relies on social media is very hard for me. Cause I'm just like, I, I get on social media 90% of the time to clear my notifications mm-hmm. because I'm obsessive compulsive and I can't deal with all the little red circles. <laughs> so I have to open it to clear it. Mm-hmm. But unless I am really, really bored, I'm not like sitting there scrolling. Now TikTok's a little bit of a different story, <laughs> but even, even TikTok, I kind of go through spurts. It's like, yeah. you know, I'll really enjoy all the fresh content. And then for a while, 
still, it's everybody redoing that same content. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I can't listen to this sound one more time. I don't want to watch this dance one more time. Right. So then I then I go through like a hiatus long enough for there to be some new fresh trends on TikTok. Yeah. And then I'll watch it again <laughs> and I'll obsess over it. And I feel like I go through the same kind of rotation with it. Yeah. Um, but social media is just I got to learn how to engage. Like even engaging is just not my thing. Yeah. Um, It's funny that you mentioned that because when I see your, um, I know I I comment on your stories a lot because I I just appreciate (laughs) them, especially there, uh, there are a lot of um, TikToks where it'll be somebody saying something encouraging, funny, or just something that kind of stands out. And I guess I've noticed this year, it seems like a lot more people are on TikTok and I was like, Hmm. I'm curious, but it, it seems to work well as a platform. And um, I was going to say, whenever you're posting those, whether it's like for a goof or just like something that in- encourages you, I, I think that's working. So I, I give you kudos for that. So the goal is that the TikToks from now on are me. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, I've been tasked by uh, my my business coach. Mm-hmm. Um that I have to like, so starting Monday, mm-hmm. I have 30 days until the book drops. So those 30 days, my biggest focus is social media. Yeah. So you should be seeing like three Instagram posts a day and the stories and the reels. Most of those will come from my TikToks, even though, there's a trend on TikTok right now. And it's like, you know, when your friends or family find you on TikTok and the girls are like screaming, like, that's for strangers on the internet. <laughs> like the worst part of me sharing my own TikToks to mm-hmm. Instagram is I'm sharing it to people that know me. Mm. And, and you know, there's the video fear. Yeah. So, so I'm going to be completely uncomfortable. Um, I don't manifest that. that. <laughs> but, but I mean, I already am. Right so, right. so starting on Monday, you'll see the stories will be more of me from TikTok. Yeah. Um, and we'll just see how it goes. Yeah. I, I, I would trust that you, you'll do it well. Because, I mean, you have a creative way of doing it. Because when you were unboxing, um, like, the plaque and different merchandise and things like that for Shut the Butt Up, I was like... Oh wow! I wonder what's going on over there. So, I'm sure so you'll that have was a... one of my TikToks. Yeah, I think you you did well with that. And even if it's like, um, even like you pushed back with your coach, uh, letting her know, okay, no, I don't want to do a series. I want to do me. I'd say do do more of that. Why why try to do something you're uncomfortable with in an uncomfortable way? Like if you know, okay, I don't want to face the camera. Just maybe have it off to the side and it's only going to record for like 15 seconds. And something that I'm finding to be funny um, with social media, like I got on TikTok a little bit last year or I, I think 2020 end of 2019, just to kind of check it out. And the thing for me was that it seemed to be a lot a lot to handle. So one thing that I did was just this year is just focus on strictly Instagram, just like posting there regularly. I might repost it to Facebook because it automatically does that or like 
promote a podcast to LinkedIn or Twitter just to get a, a broader audience. But the thing that I found this week was that reels seem to do very well. It's like 15 seconds and people just gravitate towards it, similar to TikToks, where it's like a short video. <coughs> you can remix it if you want. And then um, for some reason, people just love watching reels. So I think there's there's a bunch of TikToks on that right now. Um, but people love watching reels are the people that would love watching TikToks, but don't want to leave Instagram. So in Instagram, trying to keep those people on Instagram and not lose them to TikTok. Right. So what you were just saying about, you know, adding the Twitter and the LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. I, on the agency side of things, I mean, our marketing is like Tom Notch. You would think that we paid an outside company to come up with all of the stuff that we post. Mm-hmm. We don't. We do it here. Yeah. Um, but it's all done automatically. We don't touch any of that, which one, I think, affects how you show up in the algorithm because mm-hmm. you're not organically posting. Mm-hmm. Two, I've never done social media, right? So yeah. I don't engage. You know, we. I don't like and comment and all the things that you're supposed to do on the agency stuff. And we mm-hmm. are active because it's automated yeah. on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, I don't uh, Alignable and something else. And I'm mm-hmm. like, we've never got any results. And I know that that's because we don't engage mm-hmm. one. We don't engage and two. There's not very many actual pictures or videos of us as real people. Right. And whenever I do post pictures of us, of you know, the people in the actual agency or videos, we do get so much more engagement. Right. Um, but it's just not my focus. Like right, right. it doesn't convert to customers. Mm-hmm. So I can't spend a lot of time doing that. However, right. The social media for the boss babe and shut the butt up mm-hmm. is where all the customers are going to come from. And <laughs> I know that I haven't sold more journals on Amazon because I haven't promoted them. Right. I haven't sold very much merchandise for shut the butt up because I haven't made a post about it. Mm-hmm. haven't talked about it. I mean, I think that unboxing video was like the only thing I ever posted. Yeah. So you wouldn't know that I got a ton of shirts and face masks and coffee mugs and like all these things because I haven't posted about it. Right. Um, right. I haven't even talked about my empowerment coaching. I do have three people that I coach, but they just happen to be my circle, not a stranger in California that really needs me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that I have to get over my fear, yeah. social media. I got to learn the things. I got to do the things. And just like my rule says, I got to do it. Even yeah. if I'm scared, I got to do the thing. Um, so I, that's why, you're on your way. That's, why I, didn't put, that's <laughs> why I didn't put off this podcast because <laughs> I put it off forever and ever. I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'm down. <laughs> and it just never gets on the calendar because I, oh, I hate being on camera. <laughs> hey, even though you hate it, I, I feel like that's even why I started to do it because I'd never really been on camera until like I practiced speaking 
doing Toastmasters for the first time when I started working because I was like, even having done Toastmasters, like being out of practice and starting podcasting, like it took me a while to get comfortable again, even this year, because like I was going strong in 2019, start of 2020, then I just put everything to a screeching halt. And then trying to have a conversation with somebody for the first time in 2021, I was like struggling for air. I felt like I was, I was like, like a fish out of water, just like, um, um, maybe uh, it's like, is it hot in here? It's like, my chest feels funny. But like, despite that, I think as you continue to show up, like you're here for your second podcast already, like, look at you, like two podcasts, who would have thunk it? And just like you, yes, it's, it's good to acknowledge that you're nervous because I think sometimes I've caught myself in conversation with somebody like trying to save them to be like, oh no, you're not like, don't matter. It's like, well, feel what you're going to feel. And like you say, shut the butt up like don't use your feeling like don't validate that limitation to just be like well but one thing i I wanted to say about your um your book was that it reminds me of green lights from matthew mcconaughey i don't know if, if you heard of it but it's in a similar format where he's telling kind of like an autobiography story about like how he grew up, how he got into the business and different things that he's come along. And green lights are like those, uh, how would you say, like confirmations essentially as Uh he's gone through his life to be like, okay, this happened, that happened. I decided to go this way. Hey, that's a green light. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And the way he tells it, like you see him on the big screen and like, listening to his audiobook that he's reading himself i was like oh wow this is cool so i'm sure you're gonna be reading yours right so we are gonna do an audiobook i mean that's gonna take a little bit longer yeah i don't know if there's like a special microphone that makes my voice sound better (laughs) (laughs) but we'll figure it out yeah i trust you will and the second book i thought of is actually two books by a psychologist i've been following for a while um, Jordan Peterson, he's a Canadian professor, um, practicing psychologist. He wrote 12, 12 Rules for Life, I think, back in 2018. And then this year, I think he put out another book, 12 More Rules for Life. And essentially, it's like just he paired it with, um, how would you say, extreme chaos, as people would say, like maybe the left brain or like if they're tying it to politics, they might talk about being democratic. And then um, this one's talking about being extremely orderly. Like there's value in order, there's value in structure, but if you're too structured or too rigid at times, um, there's where you can go too far. It's like that the yin and yang where you're trying to keep your foot balanced or counterbalance in between like order and chaos. And I just found those two books fascinating. And I think yours should be up on that, on that level. So yeah. excited for your book release. I am too. I mean, it's definitely like a dream come true. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm enjoying the process of like putting it together. And, you know, it's so funny because I'll be brushing my teeth. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I'll run into the bedroom and grab my phone 
And I just start typing, typing, typing. And my husband's like, everything okay? Like, if, <laughs> like he thinks that I'm texting somebody. I'm like, and I, and I kind of ignore because like I'm in the zone and, you know, the thought about, you know, choose your heart came through and I'm like, I got to write this because e- writing each rule and the short story that goes with it, hmm. you know, I have to write it with like my genuine, authentic passion from what I've been through to overcome that life lesson, right. Or learn right. that life lesson. Um, so it's not like I'm sitting down and I'm, I'm talking about Jack and Jill went up the hill and I'm writing the story. Like mm-hmm. I got to write it like it happens so that when people are reading, shut the butt up and they're, they're, they're reading that lesson. They, I mean, they're reading it with hopefully the passion that I wrote it. In. Right. Um, so, so I don't just sit down and like, write. It's I write. And then I got to compile it all and then I clean it up. Um, But I write it in the moment when something happens and it reminds me like, this is why you don't drink the Kool-Aid. And I, and I just write it, write it, write it, write it. Um, And I know that that one's going to be amazing because I wrote it in the moment. I'm scared of like, if there's, if there's something that I haven't written in the moment Mm -hmm. and I have to like sit down and write it, it's going to have a whole different feel than the ones that I wrote with like the passion and in the moment when I was thinking about it. Right. Um, so hopefully and I have like my deadline is quickly approaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen because, because you'll, cause, cause you're going to hit me up on Instagram and be like, when you wrote rule number 35, you must have just had to like sit down and write that because I did not feel the same passion <laughs> that I felt all the other roles. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Gotcha. So I, I guess, so you you mentioned earlier, or last time we talked about the insurance business. Um, something that I'm seeing recently with insurance is like, I never thought about it in this way, but it seems like insurance and I know this is probably taking like a hard left, but I was just curious of how the the two kind of tied together. And I I know they tie together in the sense that um, you mentioned you can make six figures working in insurance, but you kind of have to be the right person to do that. And go ahead. So, so there's a lot of different types of insurance. There's PNC insurance. You don't really have to have a why behind it, right? Because everybody needs or has to have auto insurance and homeowners insurance. Like Mm. you can't not have it. Well, I mean, I guess you can, but in Virginia, there's legal ramifications of not having auto insurance, right? Right. So I think PNC insurance is different. Mm. Health insurance is different. Like companies that have a certain number of employees have to offer major medical insurance. Mm -hmm their staff the carriers of health insurance have a monopoly right Mm -hmm. so there's these insurance um carriers and all these brokers but if you talk to broker a broker b or broker c Mm -hmm. they're all quoting you the same carriers for the same price so then it's like who do i like better not Mm -hmm. as part of a business Mm -hmm. but when you talk about the insurance that we do supplemental health and life 
There are a gazillion carriers, a gazillion different products, um, a gazillion agents all doing the same thing. Um, So in order to overcome how hard it is in this business, Mm -hmm. it is easiest to come with passion. Mm -hmm. They are, you know, when I lived in Florida, I ran a solar business and solar is a luxury item. Like solar pool heating was a luxury item. Mm -hmm. They have to have it. Like they had to have a pool pump if they had a pool, right? Right. So people selling pool pumps could sell pool pumps all the time. But you had to be a certain type of special to be really good at selling solar pool heating. Mm -hmm. And I was phenomenal. And at the time I was like the first and only woman selling solar pool heating. And I was like breaking records and killing the game. Nice. So supplemental health, things like accident, cancer, critical care, life insurance, retirement planning. Those are things people have to have. Mm -hmm. Now they should, everybody should, because you could, I could leave here. God, I am not um, claiming this at all, but I could leave here. Mm. And from here to the mile to my house, I could be in an accident that could destroy my life. Like what happened to me in 2012. It's how I got in this business. Mm. I had government employee insurance. You know, I thought I was good. I didn't need supplemental benefits and destroyed credit, a divorce, and $38,000 in out-of-pocket expenses later. I'm mm-hmm. like, I should have had an accident policy, right? right? Right. So when I talk to people, I talk with that passion and with that story. Like, I did. I was you. I didn't think I needed an accident policy. I got health insurance or I got a savings account Yeah. Okay, until something happened. Same thing with cancer or heart attacks or death or COVID-19, like we've lost family members. So all those stories that you can share that are real and authentic and genuine Mm -hmm. are the difference between somebody that I recruited into this business because they saw that I drive a Jaguar and I have a $400,000 house and I custom built my office and I have all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, They're like, Ooh, I want to do what you do because I want to make what you make. Um, And either one, they're not going to hustle like I do so they don't make it. Or two, they don't believe in it because Mm -hmm. they don't have a why behind it. So it's just a hard business. Right. Um, Now, I can proudly say that in seven years of recruiting and training people, I had the highest retention rate in the in the market. Mm -hmm. Um, And my people were much more successful as rookie agents than the industry standard or anybody else's recruits. Mm -hmm. But it was like when, you know, when they had to stand on their own, that's when they fell out of the business. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and I had a conversation with one of my latest recruits that didn't make it. And she was like, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but you're the reason I stuck around as long as I did. Your motivation, your inspiration, your belief in me, um, you know, on whatever I'm struggling with, I can talk to you about it and you can uplift me. That's why I stayed around. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it kind of dawned on me. So I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about, you know, all of these friends of mine. Remember when I said, like, I unintentionally empower these people to like leave their jobs and go fulfill their dreams full time. It mm-hmm. wasn't on purpose. Um, 
I think it was just my purpose. Like, if that makes sense. It does. So when I was interviewed the other day, um, the guy asked me, like, so tell me about, you know, what makes you different than other coaches? And I was like, well, I was coaching before it was trendy and I never did it on purpose. Mm-hmm. I think it was just my purpose. Um, and right now everybody's a coach, right? right? Because, it's, <laughs> because it's trendy. Right. But you got to look at your coach and if, if I'm a business coach, mm-hmm. right, what people aren't doing is, okay, where's the proof that that business coach is successful? Right. Just how many businesses, businesses coach, have they run? Like, how how many, many businesses have they run? Right. How, what's their actual revenue and right. their income? Um, like the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. So right now there's there's all these trendy coaches on TikTok. But, you know, the the statistics say like less than 8% of women entrepreneurs ever break six figures. And I'm like, yes, 8%. Yeah. Now, if we think about that number and we think about the astronomical amount of coaches out there, business mm-hmm. coaches, media, marketing, good, like all of them. Yeah. You know, you think how many of them have successfully broke six figures. And I don't really think that you're credible as a coach if you if you've never made remotely close to what I make. What value it's the law of the lid, right? Like what yeah. value can you <laughs> I love that. For, I love that me, reference. For me it's, you know, my family was like it was a hard knock life and I've made multiple six figures year after year after year after year. Like I literally can shut the agency down, forget about boss, babe, forget about the book, forget about it all and retire. Mm. And I have a six figure income that's self-sustaining. Right. That that's what, how many um, people can do that? Right. And I, I think that's the thing back to like you were talking about the why and more so for me, it's become crystal clear this year in actually studying. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with like the disc assessment or you might, might've heard of it, I guess. Well, you know, we both went through it with um, ET. Yeah. I went through it with Aflac also, but. Oh, nice. So it's like, I guess I'm, I'm curious to get your, your, your take about like what that was like going through it because I, I went through that. And then I think either I had too much going on or just talking with other people. It's like the outcomes didn't really match what the expectations, the expectations I had. But in going through a similar training with someone else this year, it's like it was a fuller picture because it wasn't just the disc. It's like you have disc, you have values and attributes. The other two, they're a more complete version put together where when you're talking about why it's like I would always hear like you got to have a why you got to have a why and for some people it's like it's their family it's like proving other people wrong it's different things but it helps to have like when I think I think it was the values test when you look at it it's it gives you I think seven or nine categories to quantify and say like these are things that motivate people. Some people are motivated by aesthetics, like they like things to look nice, they like things to function properly. Somebody that might be like, Oh yeah, that's a dope thing. 
me, I would be like, I just need a shirt to wear. I don't care what it looks like. It doesn't need to be like um, trendy or whatnot. I just need something to look good. Other people might be um, motivated by economics. And it's not just, oh, they're all about the money. But if you're high economic, you want a return on your investment. You, you're going to put money into something to be like, hey, I need this to pay back. Other people might be like political, where they want everybody to win and not just like the grimy um, whatnot. But having those qualifiers or just having those things explained and being trained on it, I was like, okay, that makes more sense as to how DISC works because DISC tells you your tendencies of behavior. They're not just, oh, you're this and that's all you will ever be. It's like, no, you took a test that gave you some results in a moment. Like, that's how you were feeling during that time. This, like, this isn't just going to say from birth to death, you are this, you're always going to be this, and that's all you're going to be. I, I feel like that's part of the message I got before, and I was like, something's missing here. And then, so, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, you know, it's funny because I was working on content for next week, mm-hmm. um, and, it, and when you brought that up, that was kind of one of the things. I think that the reason maybe the disc assessment or the bird assessments, like all those different things. Yeah. They put you in a box, just yeah. like you said, for where you are and what you're feeling at that exact moment. Right. And and what I believe is there are two types of people. Mm-hmm. There are the people that will be the same person, living the same life, doing the same thing, getting the same results forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. And I think there are people that are always self-aware and always looking to improve in some way, shape, or form. I'm always looking to learn. I'm always looking to grow. I'm always looking to change and transform. And where can I improve and what can I do better? (coughs) (coughs) Where else can I make a difference? Mm -hmm. You know, so all those things, right? And and when I was thinking about the content, my thought was, I want to ask, like, do the people that aren't like, I'm always like, my brain is always thinking of what I could do next. Mm -hmm. Right. It's always. And then I wonder, do the other people, are their brains just quiet? Like, (laughs) I, I really want to know, <laughs> right. are their brains just quiet? Right. And like, is there no noise? And is it like, wake up, have coffee. To, and, and all they think about is like, what is actually next? Mm-hmm. Like, open my eyes, go to the bathroom, like brush my teeth, <laughs> uh, make the coffee, walk the dog. And is that a, the extent of their thoughts? Yeah. Um, so that that maybe that's why it never changes because they're not thinking past that next thing. Mm-hmm. So every day and every every aspect is the same because it's like you know, and, and maybe even thinking about like my parents who I haven't talked to in like two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Like, do they not think that they can be better or do better because all they think is you know, wake up, like get high or drink or work, 
or fight? Like, do they plan? Like, is it subconsciously like mm-hmm. I'm going to get drunk next because that's what I did yesterday? Yeah. Um, and, and does their brain not like actively thinking, I don't have to take this drink. I don't have to get drunk today. Or are they just so stuck in that muted brain yeah. that they can't level up? I'd say your guess is as good as mine, but if I had to make an educated guess, I would say it's all it's all a matter of what we're exposed to because like as much as the world around us changes, like we change obviously as we grow up, like you're not one year old, like you learn how to crawl, you learn how to walk, talk, like learn how different things are, like you move to one place, things are like this, you move to another place, things are like that, and I see a lot of people, well, not a lot, but some people that I've seen, it, it's back to what you were saying with like the motivators and also the thing that goes past that. It's like they're, when you kind of, at least with the training that I went through and how they broke it down, it's like there's um, three ways that people process information internally and externally. So it's like they think about this first, then that, then that. And when you combine those things based on where they're at, it could just be, hey, okay, I'm going to do A, B, C, or it's just, I'm going to do this, but I don't know. That That's the short answer. I don't know. But um, the best way like you're doing with your coaching and what you're doing through your book and what you did with the journal, it's allowing people to have a conversation or to interact in a way to say, ask these questions or look at if you really want to know or if you're exposed to the fact that, hey, you can do something different from what you're currently doing, then I think that makes, I wouldn't say all the difference, but it like starts to kind of open you up to like, okay, like there's a life outside of what I'm used to or what I've seen that I can say, okay, why is it that I'm risk adverse? Is it because every time there's a risk, like there's a fight, I always feel like I'm in danger of my for my life. So then if I'm always in danger for my life, maybe I'll just avoid risk at all costs. Maybe if um, I used to think a certain way and you just got beat or disciplined in, in that manner every time you thought, outside the body is like, okay, no, I'm just going to do everything, wake up, eat, do this, do that. So then it's like, uh, how do they, how do they quantify? I think they call it yeah, your paradigms, like the way that you think it reinforces your beliefs, which reinforce the actions you take, which reinforce the results you get. And if you're, you keep getting one result, you're like, okay, like what I think must be true so then I'm going to keep but doing this. That's what you got to shut the butt up. Right. But, hey, if they haven't read Shut the Butt Up, they don't know. <laughs> so they're just like, oh, oh, I would do it, but I try again. But, well, uh, uh, it's like, uh, they, need, they need the book. They need to, they need to shut the butt up. We're canceling butt. Like, we, I can't with the butt anymore. It's funny, I, I was talking to my coach and she was telling me that the word just almost needs to be buried and put 
<laughs> just being buried in the backyard and forgotten about because it what one thing that's funny I, I texted my little brother the other day and I, I was I sent him a YouTube video of somebody that I watch from time to time he does like uh, mixed martial arts commentary and a lot of times you could almost say he's almost become like a professional troll he was a, a fighter he retired from fighting and he just does this thing where he, he gets in front of a camera talks about what the the new thing is and I sent him the video in the thought of maybe I didn't finish the text as I was sending it because I'm trying to do better about sending something with context and saying hey this is an example of proper presentation whether you know what you're talking about or not if you present it well enough people will respond either they'll be upset with you which drives up engagement on on YouTube or on social media but YouTube because that's mostly what he uses and people will comment because they have the ability to comment it's like oh this guy's such an idiot oh like this that like a meme gets started but it's like he knows what he's doing whether it's a game or whether it's that but it's like how he presents it how he chooses his words and one thing that he said was so funny he was explaining um what they call like kayfabe what you see like in pro wrestling where there's like there's a storyline going on and everybody's in on it. They know the outcome, but it's like, hey, somebody's got to be the bad guy. Somebody's got to be the good guy. And they just play that role back and forth. And I was sending it to him just to be like, hey, like watch this and see if you glean any information from it. The same way that you might watch a comedian and just be like, hey, like when I watched Dave Chappelle, his delivery, like how he's telling the story, it's like, okay, there's a way that he's doing it that's natural to him, but like maybe you can pull a piece of it and put it in your tool belt and like refine what it is that you do. I feel like I went off on a tangent there. Okay. <laughs> so you were telling your little brother to take information from it? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I sent him the video just, just to be like, okay, um, I know he's not an English major, but he was good. He writes well and he communicates well. So he was trying to do something with YouTube. And I was like, okay, well, if you're going to do podcasting or YouTube or anything, it's easy to say you're going to do it. Or even if you want to be an engineer, it's, it's easy to say, hey, I want to do this thing. But um, go into it with the aim of doing it regularly. If it's once a week, if it's once a month, just show up when you say you're going to show up. But find a way to connect with people to where they'll they'll interact with you you, you seem like you're laughing this over there <laughs> but it's like for some reason something stood out to me and i think i that's why i'm watching it to be like okay when i'm when i'm interacting even with you like i've got to think of how to be um more engaging because it's like if i if i just drone on and on and just like womp, 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 womp. It's like, okay, like you lost me. I shut off the thing five minutes ago. Like I'm not watching this. I'm never coming back. Oh, you're doing a podcast again? Yeah, good. Tell it to somebody who cares. <laughs> but it's like, as I'm watching other people, as I'm watching you, I'm learning and I'm, I'm learning to appreciate, for instance, it wasn't this guy, but it was somebody else saying like, he's a, uh, I guess I'll just use names so it'll it'll make it tangible just in case you know the people. But Jocko Willink, he's a retired Navy SEAL. 
I don't know if it's Marines or SEALs, they say they never retire, but he was a Navy SEAL and he majored in English in college and he utilized his English major to better communicate, to have his guys recognize and to move up in the ranks himself because regardless of what you do, communication is always key. And um, that I think that's what I was trying to share with my little brother, but... I completely forget how in the world that was supposed to tie back into our conversation. Oh my gosh. We were were talking about the disc. We were talking about, um, yeah, we were talking about coaching. Then I brought up the disc and then I said, okay, also learning about, um, I think they call it advanced insights. It uses the disc, the values and the attributes, which focus on what motivates people and also how people process information. Because it's like, if you know how you process information, then you have a clearer understanding as to what may work and what may not work. And that way you don't keep bumping your head up against the wall. So like for me, if I know I can't manage seven social media accounts, I'm only gonna try to manage one. And then if it's still not working, And I see somebody like Tammy that's just like putting up all these great stories, even though she says she doesn't know what's going on. I'm going to be like, hey, how are you posting all these stories? Where are they coming from? Okay, TikTok. Let me see. Do I need to get a TikTok account? This, that, and the other. I think that's how you need to get a TikTok account so you can go like, comment, and share on all my posts. Okay, you got it. Um. Yeah, I think that you definitely, what I've learned from my research on how to capitalize on social media is not trying to be, I think I started this earlier, but not trying to be on all the platforms. So my focus for Boss Babe and Shut the Butt Up, the coaching, the merchandise and everything is I'm concentrating on Instagram, which Mm -hmm. I do automatically post to Facebook. Um, but my focus is Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where I can drive the most impact mm-hmm. to to people with the content that I post. Right. I think that'll be um, how to convert um, the the right people and reach the right people that need the coaching, the book, the merchandise, the journals, the courses. You know, all the things. So instead of trying to figure out how to manage all of the platforms, Mm -hmm. those are the platforms I'm going to focus on. Um, That's smart. We'll see what these 30 days do. (laughs) I have a whole, I made a, I made a whole schedule and a content plan. Like I've been brainstorming. So my plan is to, to um, prepare the week before for the next Mm -hmm. week content so that way i'm not doing it too far in advance and overwhelming myself but Mm -hmm. also you never know when trends are going to change um so i figure i'll I'll do a week the week before will be the easy and easiest way for me to manage but stay consistent nice wish me luck (laughs) that's the luck it's funny oh i think i i did think of the question i was trying to ask but i misworded it earlier um so in doing boss babe we shut the butt up, putting it on and posting it on social media is the goal to get people into your coaching program or is it also to get them um, properly insured? 
So GPA and the insurance is completely mm-hmm. separate. Gotcha. That, that business hasn't changed. This really is for me to focus on helping people live their best lives. Gotcha. So not one in the same. I'm not trying to like convert boss babe um, audience to GPA clients, like right. not one in the same. Okay. Now, like I have, I told you about the empowered women's group that I started mm-hmm. and it's local women, business owners. Um, now some of them just have naturally um, wanted to add some insurance. They didn't know about just because now every time they come to my office once mm-hmm. a month for these meetings, they're thinking about, they're seeing all the insurance stuff right. um, and they're thinking about life insurance or disability policies you know, policies for themselves, policies for their employees. Um, But that's not the conversation at all. Now, I do use my insurance business as an example Mm -hmm. of, you know, how anyone can do anything. Um, You know, when I was 17 and pregnant, people thought my life was over and I'd never be anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I put myself through college. I've run multiple successful businesses. I've survived um, uh, abusive marriages. Like, you know, I've been through a lot and I got quite a story. And, and, you know, it's sad to say or empowering to say, depending on your perception, Mm -hmm. that, you name it, I've been there, done that. Like, you know, what makes me an expert is the fact that there's pretty much probably nothing that you could tell me that you're struggling with mm-hmm. that I haven't struggled with and overcome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this morning I was getting dressed. This is this is like um, the most random story. But <laughs> hey, I just went on but, a random tangent. So, but this, but this, yeah, is, it. this is how it's relatable. Mm-hmm. This morning I was getting dressed mm-hmm. and I, I picked out a pair of jeans and I'm like, Tammy, you're always wearing the same jeans. And I immediately had a flashback to probably sixth or seventh grade. Now I, I grew up in a small town. Everybody knew everybody. Mm-hmm. We all like grew all the way up, but people knew like, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. You know, I got seven brothers and sisters. Um, everybody kind of knew my dad was the crazy, like alcoholic drunk, like everybody just knew. Well, anyways, mm-hmm. I remember this time that I got on the school bus and this girl like was bullying me about my jeans. And she was like, you always wear like the same couple pair of jeans or something like that. Like, so it was like this whole like bully Tammy session because she always wears these same, same couple pairs of jeans. Now I, why it stuck with me, I'm not really sure, but mm-hmm. what dawned on me this morning was, first of all, girl, I make in like a day, which you probably make now in a month. First of all, Mm -hmm. second of all, I got jeans and shoes that cost more than probably your biweekly paycheck. But (laughs) the moral of the story is, even though I have all these jeans, like my jeans section is like this big. Mm -hmm. I got jeans in there, still got tags on it. I still have a tendency to wear the same couple pair of jeans 
because I just love the way they fit or like they're, I mean, I'm just drawn to them. Yeah. I'm like in your face. I don't really care. Stop bullying people. Mm-hmm. I don't care if back then I only had one pair of jeans. If those are my favorite jeans, I wear them bitches every day. <laughs> and I'm going to do that now. Yeah. And I can have all the jeans. And how do you know that I don't own 10 pairs of the same jeans? Right. Anyway, it just, it just kind of lit me up this morning. I was like, I put so much, you know, that that one bullying episode, like it lived in my head for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so funny how like kids bully kids for like what their parents have. Yeah. And, and then they grow up to be adults and you're like, so what are you doing with your life? <laughs> hmm. Who's, who's, who, who are you going to bully now? Yeah. Uh, trust me, they find they find them. I guess the real life bullies, they always try to find the poor sucker. But you know, it's it's all the bullies that I know from when I was in school, mm-hmm. their lives ain't so cute. No. They really I mean they really aren't. No. They're, they're not so cute. It's it's funny, I, I keep thinking in the back of my mind, oh it's like what am I gonna title this one? What what am I gonna title this episode? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> It makes sense. It's right there on your shirt, Boss Babe. And it's like that story just kind of like, whenever I think about it, I'm like, that's Tammy, Boss Babe. It's like, it, it makes sense. They're synonymous, one in the same. But then I was like, hey, sometimes you got to flex on them. Just be like, what? <laughs> but, but you know, I'm not even that flexing type. No. Like, I, I know where I came from. Yeah. And I'm like proud of my story and I'm proud of my struggle. And I always kind of have been. You know, when I bought my first car, it was like a $500 um, Chevy Malibu. It was two-tone brown on brown. I mean, it was the ugliest boat. Oh, my God. It was so atrocious. Yeah. But what was different between me and everybody else was I had my own car. Yeah. Y'all were asking <laughs> to ride with me. Um. And, and, and I'm proud of that. Like I had cousins who were given brand new cars that they both totaled Yeah. because there was no value behind it. I was, I was having a staff meeting, um, a couple of weeks ago and I was a little frustrated. I was like having a, a like an annoyed day mm-hmm. at the lack of hunger in people. And, and kind of, I kind of went around the room and I was like, Allie, you have a personal trainer, right? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, and you pay your personal trainer every week. She's like, yeah. How long have you been going to this personal trainer? She's like, about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you know what the personal trainer is going to have you do every time you show up, right? And she's like, I never really thought about that, but yeah. So essentially, you don't need the personal trainer. Like, you can go do it yourself. Yeah. But you're you're paying that personal trainer, so you know that that's the accountability aspect. You're paying for it, so you're going to get your money's worth. I said the reason I'm frustrated with y'all is I'm giving this to y'all for free. I'm mentoring you for free. I'm telling you how to be successful. I'm giving you proven processes on how you know in my first six weeks in the business, mm-hmm. I made forty thousand dollars. This is how I do it or how I did it, 
why are you doing that? You know, my, my first 12 months, I already exceeded six figures. Mm-hmm. I've multiplied that every year that I've been in the business. Right. If you have the best of the best as your mentor for free, the only reason you're not putting it into place is because you didn't invest in it. Yeah. So why yeah. am I doing this for y'all for free? Flex on him. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think that really is the difference. Mm-hmm. I think it, it really is. Um, and I, I don't know where I was at when I, when I started saying that or what point I was trying to. No, you, you were talking about um, like the similar with this, with the story being, I might've, I know we talked about um, the accountability piece, talking with, the the lady paying her trainer and you're here giving them the information for free, but you're asking about before that. Right. So it, no, I guess that's what it is. It literally is lack of accountability right. when there's no investment. Right. Um, and, I, and I think that's what we learned going through the training was that my struggle was that, um, well, what we were taught during the training was that in turning around and being able to, facilitate training or eventually coaching for some it's that you have you have to put a price tag on saying giving someone an assessment to say hey um here's some information that might make the difference for you and that's where i also got lost in the tangent but to tie the two things to say what you were saying there has to be some kind of equity there has to be some kind of payment to be accountable to say hey if you're taking this i need you to pay enough whether it's a hundred dollars whether it's a thousand dollars you need to value this information if you say this is what you want versus i just show up do this thing for free to better my skills and you don't want to show up because you don't have the time it's not important to you. You don't value it for whatever reason. But again, I think what we were saying earlier is that, or what I wanted to say is that disc or the birds or the shapes or whatever form people have turned into animals or whatnot, it's the most used assessment. And it's also the most misused or the most mistaught because the mistakes a lot of people do is take information that's only a snapshot of what's given and they try to blanket that as somebody's whole life and that's where people get frustrated where you have people that are like if you're talking plainly disc people on the left hand side i'd say the d's and the i's they're the extroverts so a lot of times they're excited about their um they're excited about their results because in the society we live in, usually the extroverts get celebrated, the actors, the star players, the this, the that, those people get celebrated. But usually the introverts are always criticized their whole life. So it's like if you're telling somebody, hey, you're slow, you're you're always nagging, you're always cautious, you're always this, it's like, okay, if you don't define the words, if you don't explain what's good about it, and if you're trying to change somebody from being a turtle to being a gorilla, or if you're trying to get somebody to fly when they should be swimming, it's like, that's not going to work for that person. And that's very upsetting to 
kind of square the two things, if that makes sense. I hope that tied everything back to be back together in a way. It's like you have to be accountable to get the results that you want. And then also you have to be given the right information in the right context in order to get from point A to point B. And that's, you don't need the disc assessment for that. You need to be self-aware. Right, right. And Um, I guess what it it was supposed to teach you is a sense of self-awareness, but it's like, I don't know. I, but I, but you but that self-awareness to me, yeah, that's that's putting somebody in a box right. where it's very fleeting and very temporary for most people. Right, right. Um, you know, it, that's very temporary and very fleeting. Yeah. Whereas just being self-aware, like aware of where you are and where you mm-hmm. want to go and right. what areas, like the reason I think that these rules um, are so valuable is because I know that at different phases in my life, I've mm-hmm. struggled with different things. Right. And, and you're, if, if you truly are self-aware and you truly want to be, um, be your greatest self and live to your maximum potential, then you never stop growing and you never stop elevating. But that means sometimes that you're going to uncover a new area that you have to grow from because right. You're growing, right? right? Right. You know, you won't read people that don't have critics don't know that the critic doesn't count. It's yeah. not until they start elevating that they start having critics. Right. So then that's a new level they have to overcome. Mm-hmm. You know, when um, you got to sometimes you got to like cut out the unnecessary and that's the unnecessary things and the unnecessary people. Um, and that's and that's hard. Yeah. But when you're not trying to grow, mm-hmm. you don't really realize um, the the toxicity or the unnecessary um, energy of the people around you, right? right? Because because you're just you're just coasting and you're just like right here. Right. So to me, the not to hype up my own book, but the best part of the book is at different levels of somebody's growth, they're going to hit one of these lessons and they're Mm going to have to learn it. And to be able to share with each of the lessons, a relatable story um, that will make it make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, shut the butt up. Didn't make, didn't make sense until you read, you know, until I explained what shut the butt up meant or the critic doesn't count may not make sense until it's explained or there's a picture painted um, for, for what that looks like. So I'm just excited because I know it's going to change lives. And I know yeah. that, that people are going to level up um, yeah. as a result of it um, because it, it, it might increase awareness where they don't realize they're not aware. Hmm. Well said. Very well said. <laughs> oh, before you go, um, how would you like? People I was about to, to say I didn't know how long you were going to be, but no, I'm no, need a bathroom break in a minute. I'm right, right, right. No, we're, we're wrapping up. But I was going to say before you go, I don't know if I asked you this last time, but um, where can people find you, and where where will they be able to get all this, like the book, the course, and all that? Do you just have the one website, or do you oh. want them to just go through the social media? So Instagram. 
Um, soon the the store will be live on Instagram. Okay. Right now, it's live on the Boss Babe T Dot Minor Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, they can find me at Boss Babe dot uh, t dot minor on instagram on tiktok um the website right now if you go to it it says site coming soon but they can um subscribe to our mailing list so that as soon as that starts um they can stay up to date on all the newest releases on products on the book on the prompt journals the courses that are coming um so that will go live soon mm-hmm. um but yeah, Instagram, TikTok, at bossbabe.t.minor. Awesome. And last question, what is something you gained from 2020? The time to reflect, the downtime, the time for me to consider that I wasn't living my full purpose all the time and and that maybe I had done a disservice to all of the people that I was really trying to recruit and sell them the dream of this one specific industry, this, this one specific business. And I, and I try to put them in that box and, you know, they saw the reality of the dream, but it wasn't their walk. It wasn't their purpose. Um, So the time for me to stop beating myself up when people didn't win in the, in that industry and realize that my true gift is just to empower them, um, on, and sell them on the dream of their own reality, their own purpose, and their own passion. So 2020 was amazing for me because it took me from 100 miles an hour to zero. And I really had that time to like be nice to myself and and really reflect on what what fills my heart. And what fills my heart is the people that I can look at now that are so successful um, in their businesses that I unintentionally directed them to fulfill their purpose, leave their nine to fives and, and run their businesses full time. I mean, I, I didn't have time to reflect on those things pre COVID. So I, I'm, I'm hugely grateful. Um, you know, unfortunately we have lost family members due to COVID, but in all reality, that time to slow down was was huge for me. Awesome. Thanks, Tammy. Thank you.